You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So listen, um, I thank God for our apostles. I thank God for mom and dad. My life, Isabella's life, is, has been made the better. Uh, we, the Lord sent us here, um, wow, it was almost 14 years ago that the Lord sent us here. And, uh, and, and the Lord connected us with them. And there's, there's this mantle, this anointing uh, that's on them. And the way that it should work is that we should be able to hear what God is saying through our men and women of God and then connect with them and walk out our divine purpose. And God has assigned people. So we, we honor the Lord and we walk out our destiny. We do it under his lordship, but we also do it under their leadership. Amen? So let's give God some praise for them one more time. All right. So... The Bible says in the book of Hosea, the prophet Hosea said that my people are destroyed, Nikita, for a lack of knowledge. Hosea was saying that there's some people that are destroyed because they lack knowledge. Now, if you go and read that passage in context, what he's saying that under the Old Covenant, under the Old Testament, there were prophets and priests that went before the Lord. And the prophets and priests, their assignment was to hear from God and come back and tell the people what the Lord was saying in that particular season. And if there were prophets and priests that were not hearing from God and not releasing a prophetic word, that then puts the people at a disadvantage. And the people are destroyed because they can't hear from heaven. But that doesn't happen to us. Say, that's not me. Not only under the new covenant do we have the Holy Spirit where we can hear from God ourselves individually. Say individually. But also corporately, there's an anointing on this house where we get a prophetic word. And so, so what we get to do is we get to hear from God concerning what he is saying in every particular season. And so, so just a few weeks ago, the Lord spoke through our man of God and released that this would be a season of fixed purpose. And so what happens here at VCMI is kind of like akin to what happened on the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost that came as a sound of a, might, a mighty rushing wind. And the sound filled the room where everybody was. And then the Holy Ghost came as in a, a manifestation of cloven tongues of fire. And it came up on them. Say, it was up on them. And what was up on them then got down inside of them. And once it got down inside of them, then it came up out of them. And so what happens here at VCMI is that there's a word that comes to our man of God, our woman of God. They seek God concerning, Lord, what do you want to say in this particular season? And the sound comes, and there's this sound that's coming out of heaven. And they hear the sound, and they release the sound, and the sound gets down inside of us. How do I know that it got down inside of me when it starts to come up out of me? right? And so if you, if you hang around us long enough, if you're new here, let me just tell you right now, if you hang around us long enough, you're going to find out, you're going to say to somebody on the phone, you're going to say to yourself in the mirror, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Why? Why? Because there's a sound that got down inside of you and there's a sound that's coming up out of you. So there's a sound right now. What's the sound? There's a sound that's coming from heaven talking about a fixed purpose, talking about something that is 
is fixed and it is established and we have to be gazing on it. We have to be locked in on it. We cannot be moved and we cannot be distracted. I just heard uh, uh, Jerry Savelle, uh, Ricky, Jerry Savelle just released a prophetic word about 2024 and this would be a season where we get to experience God's max purpose, to God's purpose to the max extent. But then he said this, you cannot be distracted in any way. You cannot be distracted. That this is a season where distractions will come and if you want to experience God's best, you cannot be distracted in any way. Say, I will not. Say, I refuse to be distracted. No, no, I, I, there's a sound, and this sound is telling me that I got to be locked in on God's purpose. There's a sound that's telling me that I got to be seeking God, that, 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 I, that I have to discern what God is saying. And not only that, I need to be locked in on it. I cannot be distracted, neither to the left nor to the right. Every morning when I get up, I know, watch this, Georgia, my calling is calling me. And so there's a calling that's on my life, and there's an individual, there's a tailor-made, there is a specific purpose for me. There's a specific purpose for you, and each of our purposes are individual and tailor-made, and I need to hear what God is saying to me for this particular season, and then my man of God, my woman of God, they're telling me that I need to be locked in on it. I need to gaze on it. I need to watch this. I cannot be moved. No distractions. Say no distractions. So, so what I want to do, if you want to live that way, if you want to have no distractions, you have to meditate and medicate on what God said. You have to remind yourself of what God said. You have to get this thing right before your eyes. In the book of Deuteronomy, they said it this way. This is how we raise our children. If you want them to remember something, you got to put it on the doorpost. You got to put it, okay, 2024, you got to put it on your mirror in the morning. You know what I'm saying? You got to put it on the fridge. You got to put it on your phone screensaver. You got to put it wherever you want. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25 from the Passion Translation all over your house. And put it, put it everywhere. Why? You got to keep it before your eyes. You got to meditate. You got to remind yourself that this is your season to be locked in, to have, I am gazing my life. Listen, there's a fixed purpose that God has for me and I will not be distracted and I will not be dissuaded and I will not be dismayed and I will not be depressed. Why? Because my calling is calling me. So I am not like those who have no hope. No, 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 I'm, I'm in a, I am never hopeless because I am never helpless because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And so there's a purpose. I'm living my life on purpose. I'm living my life with a purpose. And there's a fixed purpose that God established for me before the world began. So listen, I am not, the Bible says in Proverbs uh, chapter 29 and verse 18, where there is no vision, people perish. Another translation says, where there is no redemptive revelation, people cast off restraint. Why? Why? So when you're not hearing from God, when you're not getting a prophetic word, there's no restraint. People without a vision are unrestrained. Say this, say vision restrains me. I don't do everything. You ever met somebody that they're doing one thing right now and then you talk to them two months later, hey, how's that thing going? Oh, that was two months ago. I'm doing something else. Why? Because they're dibbling and dabbling. People without a vision loosely stumble their way through life. But people with a vision are focused. People with a vision are restrained. People with a vision are not moved. People with a vision are not distracted. You can come to somebody with, with a vision and you tell them what God is saying to you. And watch this. They won't be distracted by what God is saying to you. They will celebrate you. They will build you up. But, but because just because God is doing it for you doesn't mean I need to stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah. 
you mess around and get off your path. No, no, no. Say this. Say the Holy Ghost gives me course corrections. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm going astray, the Holy Ghost will be like, get back over here. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because there's a path that is set before me. Say amen to that. All right. That was my introduction. I can start preaching now. All right. Hallelujah. Say, say this. Uh, say there's a path set before me. All right. So before I actually tell you uh, what I'm ministering on, which I kind of already did. Uh, but, but let me tell you some of the things that Apostle Tony, Apostle Cynthia have recently said, because we got to keep this before our eyes. So, so because we're a church that hears from God. They said, Pastor Tony said, this is a makeup season. Say a makeup season. Oh, what does that mean? That, that means that whatever you've been through, whatever you've been going through, whatever, if it was challenging, a lot of people have gone through some challenges from the pandemic to now. This is a season where God's going to make it up for you. That this is a makeup season. This is a season of restoration. This is a season of restitution. If you believe that, come on, give God some praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. They also said this is a breakthrough season. Say breakthrough. There's some stuff that I've been waiting on. I believe it's going to break through. There's some stuff that I've been waiting on that's been held back. I believe that thing is going to break through and release and come to me in this season. Say amen to that. They also said this is a season where we will shine brighter than we've ever shined before. Glory to God. Say, that, say this, I shine bright. I, and I'm going to shine brighter than I ever have before. All right. Uh, 2024, they said this. And 2024 will be a year full of distractions. But you must ignore all of the distractions. A distraction, Pastor Tony said, is a diversion of attention from an intended purpose. I will not be diverted. I'm not, watch this, if you allow, if you give the devil your attention for five seconds, he will have your mind for five minutes. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be focused. Here's another word we got. Another word going into 2024. Another word we got is that you're not ordinary. Say, I'm not ordinary. Pastor Tony said, don't talk ordinary, don't think ordinary, don't accept ordinary, don't box yourself in, don't live in a box. Pastor Tony said, it's okay to be extra. <laughs> Some of y'all say, I'm extra. All right, Isabella, you know you're extra, but yeah, it's good. So, so it's okay to be extra. And so you don't have to lock yourself into a box. You don't have to be like everybody else. You are not or ordinary. You are not average. You're not average at anything. Why? Because God is on you. Come on. In this season, Pastor Tony said this, you will be tested. And he said this, God does not just test our faith with the size of the problem. He said he tests our faith with the length of the problem. So it's not just the type of challenge but how long the challenge is going to be there. So, so you got to be steadfast. You got to be unmovable. You got to be always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. If you want to experience God's best, you just can't give up. You can't cave in. You can't quit. In the book of James, the Bible says in the Message Bible, uh, what a gift life is to those who stay the course. Say, I stay the course. The Bible says, look at those that went before us, the mentors that went before us. They, they, they stood up to everything. They overcame everything. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. Say this, I have staying power. Oh, man, I'm gonna, I have staying power every day. Uh, uh, they also said we got to be intentional and we got to be focused. Pastor Cynthia said distractions will come, but we got to be purposeful. She said that we have to have self-control. Say, I have self-control especially in the season of prayer and fasting. You need to have some self-control. She also said that our desire should be God's desire, and God's desire needs to be our desire. Je Je Jesus said it this way in John chapter 15, I believe it's verse 7. He said that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask for whatever you want. 
Because at that point, what you want is what I want, and what I want is what you want, and there's no difference between what I want and what you want. And when I get to the point where God's desire is my desire, my desire is God's desire, I've died to self, I've died to sin, I've died to selfishness, all I want is what God wants for me. I can ask for whatever I want because I only want what He wants for me. Say amen to that. Say that's me. And that's how I want to live. Glory to God. So, so this is the message God gave me for you for this morning. We have to live. Say, I live focused on God's fixed purpose. So there's a purpose, a fixed purpose that God established for me for 2024, before 2024. And I have to live focused on that fixed purpose. So this is a prophetic word. This is God speaking to us and we have to receive it. The scripture we're standing on for this year is Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25 from the Passion Translation. This is what the Bible says. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Say, I'm focused on God's fixed purpose. All right, so that said, let me give you five thoughts that will keep you focused on God's fixed purpose for 2024. I'm going to give you five things this morning, and then I'll get out of your way. Here's number one. Keep your gaze on your God-ordained path. Say this. Say, I keep my gaze on my God-ordained path. So what does that mean? That means that I believe that God has a specific path that was laid out before me for 2024 before I got to 2024. As a matter of fact, there's a specific path that was laid out before me for my life before I ever took one breath. And so what I have to do is I have to discover what that is. I have to find it, follow it, and finish it. I have to discover it, develop it, deploy into it. And so I have to discover what that is. And once I do, I have to have the discipline to remain focused. This is what we pray all the time for our children that their feet will be bound to the path that God established for them before the world began. So there's a path. Say, there's a path. There's a path for me. All right, that's why you can't get distracted with, with the path that your girlfriend is going down, your path that your homeboy is going down. You celebrate them, but you got to know what God has for you. And what God has for me is for me. And what God has for them is for them. So there are plans that God established for me before the world began. So the text is saying that I need to set my gaze on it. What does that mean? That every ounce of my being, my spirit, my soul, my body needs to be locked in on that path. I am locked. Say, I'm locked in. I am locked in on the path that I believe that God has for me. And I'm comfortable being me and I'm comfortable in my own skin and I don't make any excuses for being me. And I'm not going to be jealous of anybody else because me being jealous of you would devalue who God called me to be. And so, so I can celebrate you without devaluing me. I'm going to build you up and that doesn't tear me down in any way. I can celebrate you at the same time I know who I am. I know what I've, I'm called to do and I'm going to walk out my divine assignment. And, and, and watch this. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do and I will be what God called me to be. Say amen to that. Amen. So you have, to be, you have to remain laser focused on the path that God established for your life, and we have to give our mind to it. The, Bi the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, watch this, uh, 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 guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it your heart comes the issues of life. Another translation says, your thoughts control your life. So your focus, watch this, say this, my focus determines my direction. Where am I going to go? I'm going to go wherever I think about. 
So what do I need to think about? I need to think about what God is speaking to me. I need to keep his promises before my eyes. All those things that God spoke to me and God is saying, the Holy Spirit is saying now, this is my season, this is my time, and this is my turn. Oh, glory to God. God God called me for such a time as this. I need to remind myself of those things. I need to meditate on those things. I need to think about those things because my focus will determine my direction. And and watch this, my thoughts will impact my actions. And so I'm only going to do what I'm thinking about. I'm only going to go where I'm thinking about. So I need to set my mind, set my gaze on what I believe God wants me to do in 2024. And it takes all of us to be the church. I need you focus on what God called you to do. I, I need her, her focus on what God has called her to do. And all of us doing what we're called to do collectively, we're the body of Christ. So I don't have to put my calling on you. I don't have to put guilt and shame and condemnation because you're not part of my ministry. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to tell you down because you're not trying to do what I'm talking. No, no, no. I can celebrate you because it takes all of us to be the church. Say amen to that. So, no, no, I'm here to build people up, not tear people down. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, very familiar scripture. The Bible says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. That's up on the screen. So what is that saying? That text is telling me now, this is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. This is just one example. And I can, I can use other examples as well. But the point, here's the point of, of this one particular scripture, Dominique, is, is saying this. As it relates to Jeremiah, the Lord is saying to Jeremiah, hey, Jeremiah, before my knowledge of you precedes your birth. My knowledge of you precedes your parents' knowledge of each other. Before your daddy looked at your mama and said, watch it now. I had already, before all of that, I had an ordination service in heaven. And I sanctified. The word sanctified means set apart. I had already set you apart for a particular purpose. And so, Jeremiah, what you got to do is discover what that is. Jeremiah later says, oh, Lord, no, I can't do that. I'm too young. He said, no, don't say that. Say this, I will never speak against my purpose. He said, no, don't say that. Don't don't say that. And watch this, wherever there is vision, the provision is already there. So Jeremiah, what does a prophet do? He was a prophet. The prophet had to provide words. And he said, well, Lord, I don't, I don't know what to say. He said, that's okay. I will put my words in your mouth. He says, you provide the mouth, I'll provide the words. You provide the voice, I'll provide the words because that's what a prophet does. So you might be saying, well, Brother Pena, for me, is a hairdresser. My, my thing is, I, all my life, I just wanted to be a hairdresser. Well, then you provide the hands, God will provide the hair. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the, the hair that they brought and the hair that they bought. Oh, so... So, yeah, I'm saying, so you, you just got to do whatever it is that God has called you to do. If you're, you, maybe you're called to be a doctor, a lawyer, a brick mason, uh, in business, in sales. I don't know. Whatever it is, whatever. God set you apart before the world began for your particular purpose. You just need to walk it out. Say, I walk it out. I discover it. I find it. I follow it, and I finish it. I'm going to discover it. I'm going to be okay with it. I'm not going to fight against it. I'm not going to speak against it. I'm going to line my lips with it. I'm going to declare what God has decreed. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said, and I will not be moved by what I see with these natural eyes. Say amen to that. 
I'm going to fix my gaze. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, I got to fix my gaze. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 18, what does that say? That, that Watch this. I, I have to spend time looking at things that I cannot see with my natural eyes. I have to spend time looking at the unseen. Why? Because the unseen realm is eternal. It is not subject to change. The things that I see right here with, in this world, these things are temporary and they are subject to change. So, so here you are freaking out over something that could change tomorrow. Here you are calling out to God, crying, freaking out. The Bible says, watch this, Wanda. The Bible says that when your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Why? Because he knows all things. God is like, here you are freaking out, and two weeks from now, you're not even going to remember this. Because God is looking at the enormity of your assignment. Now, God is so big, and your assignment is so big, that when God looks at you, he sees you your whole life. Your children, their whole lives. Your children's children, their whole lives. God is speaking to you about some stuff that might not manifest into your grandkids. And God is doing some stuff in you that you didn't even ask for that your grandmama prayed for. That's how big God is. I'm talking about second and third generation. I'm talking about God. Think about it from that perspective. God is a big God, man. Hey, he's too big. And here you are freaking out over something that's temporary. It's subject to change. No, no, I'm going to gaze. I'm going to fix my focus. I'm going to lock in on the eternal because the eternal is unchanging. Say this, say this. God will never change his mind about me. Romans 11 and 29 says the giftings and the callings of God are without repentance. Another translation says they are irrevocable. Just when you, when you do something, okay, let me explain it this way, James. God speaks to you, right? God speaks to you, gave you a word. You get so excited. You told Aida about it. You and Aida talk about it. Y'all pray about it. God woke up. Aida three days later gave her a dream about it. Y'all put it on your vision board. Y'all excited. Then two weeks later, you do something wrong. Here come the devil said, well, since you did something wrong, you've disqualified yourself. Then the Holy Ghost have to say, hey, you never qualified in the first place. The Holy Ghost has to come and say, James, the devil is saying you're not worthy. Can I tell you something? You weren't worthy when I gave you the dream. It wasn't about you being good. Say this, God doesn't bless me because I'm good. Oh, watch it now. Say this, say God blesses me because God is good because God is a good God. It's not like God has to wait to Tuesday to find out what I'm going to do on Tuesday. And so it's not like Popeye said, I'm going to give you this burger today and you pay me on Tuesday. No, no. God already knows what's going to happen. He knows all the mistakes you you were going to make. And he called you anyway because he called you by his goodness. He called you by his grace. He called you in Christ Jesus and he called you before the world began. If you believe that, come on, give God some praise. Mm. Say, I'm going to set my gaze. Pastor Tony said, how you start a thing is how it finishes. You got to know that God finished you before you ever got started. You got to know that God already made plans for you and they predate your actions. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 from the easy to read version says this, God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that he had already planned for us to do. Let me read that to you in the Passion Translation. This is what it says in the Passion Translation. We have become God's poetry. Say, I'm 
God's poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given to each of us. Oh, glory to God. There's a tailor-made destiny for each of us. I keep reading. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Here it is. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do to fulfill it. So even before I was born, even before you were born, God planned in advance what? Your destiny. So God preordained you. God set the end from the beginning. And so now I, I have to understand that I was born pre-wired and predisposed to do what I'm called to do. I, I was born. I like some stuff that my mama didn't like, that my daddy didn't like, but it was because of what I'm called to do. Some of my children, my children have different uh, uh, paths, and, and these are things that we didn't put down inside of them. And so, so I'm looking at them like, well, that's God. And God is saying, I've called them to this particular area, and I'm calling them into this particular season for this particular time. Not only that, you were born when you were born and where you were born because of why you were born. So you were born for such a time as this. Say, I'm born for this. And you were not born to fail. You were born to succeed. So when you do what you were born to do, then listen, you're walking out your purpose. There is a path that is set before you. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, New International Version says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us, say every distraction. And the sin that does so easily entangle us and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out before us. So say this. Say, there's a race that is set before me. Now, somebody else has their own race and I, I can't. This is why I can't worry about them. I can celebrate them. I can support them, but I can't compare myself with them. The Apostle Paul says, you know what? There's some people that are out here. You're comparing yourselves with yourselves, comparing yourselves amongst yourselves. That's not wise. It's not wise. Why? Because I have a race that was set before me. Georgia has a race that was set before her. If I mess around and start comparing myself with Georgia, watch this. If I'm running faster than Georgia, then I'm going to feel like I'm doing good. <laughs> and right now, but now that then I can get filled with pride. And now here I am, and, 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 you know, thinking I'm better than her because I'm comparing myself with her when I should just be focused on my path. If she's running faster than me, now I'm frustrated because she's running faster than me. I'm trying to catch up. Come on, y'all. Y'all ever took a PT test? Y'all looking at somebody, you trying to run, run with somebody, you ain't, you know you can't hang with them. Why are you trying to do that? Now you out here <laughs> huffing and puffing because you're trying to catch up to somebody. And you know that joker runs like a gazelle. Let him run. And so, so, so here you are trying to compare yourself with somebody else. Let them go. You know, I'm going to run my race. All oh, glory to God. Say this, I'm going to run my race at my pace with my grace. Give God some praise. I'm going to celebrate you, but I'm going to do my own thing. Lord, I thank you that those PT tests are over. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, number two. Oh, my God, I just got to number two. I need to hurry up. Number two, live your life anchored in God's fixed purpose. Say this, God's purpose for me is my anchor. I already told you, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 18, that the internal, it doesn't, it is not subject to change. It's not going to change. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, easy, easy to read version. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5, easy to read. This is what the Bible says. In Christ, he chose us before the world was made. This is all over the Bible, y'all. He chose us before the world was made. He chose us in love to be his holy people, people who would stand before him without fault. And before the world was made, 
God decided, say this is what God decided. God decided to make us his own children through Christ Jesus, and this was what God wanted, and it pleased him to do it. Deanna, you know somebody who used to say it's all about him, right? And so, so it was what God wanted. It was what God decided. It was what God planned. It was what God put in me. God injected me with it. God called me to do it. God gave me the grace for it. God has set the path before me. God is, God is lining up people. God will put me in front of the people at just the right time. God will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways that I cannot help myself. It's God moving stuff around. And God is orchestrating things for me because it's all part of God's divine plan. Say amen to that. God is moving pieces around on the chessboard. And so I have to trust the plan. I have to believe the plan. I have to be focused on the plan. I have to lock in on the plan. And I cannot be moved and I cannot be distracted. Say amen to that. Number three, focus on God's promises for your future. Say my future is bright. The text says looking straight ahead. I got to focus on the future, looking straight ahead, avoiding all distractions. I'm going to avoid distractions from past regret, regrets and also past successes. Watch this. I can't live in the past. I'm looking straight ahead. I'm locked in on my future. And when God gives me a word, watch this. When God gives me a word, that word that God gives me prophetically, if God gives me a word through Pastor Tony, through Pastor Cynthia, through somebody here, God gives me a word while I'm praying. God gives me a dream while I'm sleeping. God gives me an open vision while I'm awake. For those of you that are at home, whenever God gives you a word, write that thing down. And watch this. When you write it down, it is no less the word of God than the word of God. So you need, to, you need to remind yourself of what God said. You need to go over these promises that God has given you. On New Year's Eve service, we were at VCMI Suitland, and, and one, of our, uh, uh, one of our brothers and sisters came over to me, released a prophetic word. I said, Lord, is that you? Because <laughs> right? you just can't accept stuff. You know what I'm saying? I said, Lord, is that you? And he said, yes. Yeah. So I wrote it down. And so now that's a word for me. And I go over all the words that God has spoken to me. Watch this. I got to be, be fixed on it. I got to be gazing on it. I got to be locked in. This is part of my focus. I'm looking forward to what God gave me, to what God said. And I know it's only a matter of time. So, so I'm living my life every day with an expectation of manifestation. And I'm balancing the Holy Ghost is helping me to discern how to balance, how to make the most of my now while I'm anticipating my next. And so, so I, I, am, I have a responsibility for my now. At the same time, I, leave, I need to live with an expectation of the next. So I, I'm I'm living with an expectation of manifestation, and there's some stuff that will happen, and watch this, it will happen at any time. And so, so there's some stuff that can happen at any time. So I'm living my life with an expectation that at any time when I can see the Word, at any time when I can hear the Word, when any time when I can understand this Word, this thing, boom, can manifest in my life, and it can happen at any time. So I'm living with the discipline required to make the most of my now. I'm living with the discipline required to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus every day. Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm sensitive to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit. I'm filling my heart with the Word of God because the Word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. The more Word of God I know, the more God of the Word I'm going to know. And so, so the more I know the Word of God, the more apt I will be to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit so that I can know how to be disciplined in my today, so that I can know what to believe God for my, for my tomorrow. My tomorrow is bright. I'm excited. Anybody in here believe in God for something? Yes. You better act like you believe in God for something. 
Now, if there's some stuff that God said to you that hasn't happened yet, and you believe that it's only a matter of time. Now, it's different if there's some things that God said, and you know you're not ready. Right? Because you, watch this, say this, I must be processed. So I must be processed to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. So if you're not ready, there's some things that you know in 2024 that you need to do to get ready. But once you're ready, get ready. Right, right? Because once you know that I've done what I'm supposed to do, and now Angelo is only a matter of time, oh, come on now. Now I'm, I'm living my life with expectation. I get a phone call, and it says unknown number. Before I answer it, Lord, whew, I receive it. Like, this could be you. It, it could be one of those people I'm about to hang up on, or it could be the one I'm waiting on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm living with an expectation, Lord. Let it be you. Let it be you. So, so, so I'm living. My focus is on my future. I'm not like those with have, that have no hope. And so I'm never hopeless. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 that through the Holy Spirit, we have a hope that does not disappoint. In the world, they say, oh, I don't want to get my hopes up because I don't want to be disappointed. Well, I don't know what kind of hope you're talking about, but I have a hope that does not disappoint. I'm going to get my hopes up. I'm going to lift up my expectation. I'm, matter of fact, whatever I'm believing God for, God is saying, you're thinking too small. You got to believe bigger than that because when, watch I have an idea, Joe, of what I think God is going to do. But when God finally does it, in most cases, his what was better than my what. You know what I'm saying? When it finally happens, when it finally happens, what I thought, he blows my mind. Why? Because God is able. It's not me, Ephesians 3 and 20. God is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can ask or think or even imagine. How? According to the power that works on the inside of me. It's the Holy Ghost. It's not about me. It's all about Him. Say amen to that. Amen. Say fixed purpose. I'm living my life with, a, with my focus on this fixed purpose that God established for me from the foundations of the world. I have great and precious promises. And the Bible says that all the promises of God are in Him Yes. He already put a yes on it. And in me, amen. <laughs> and so, so amen means I agree. So watch this. All I'm doing with the promises of God is I'm putting an amen where he already put a yes. That's why I always say, say amen to that. Why? Because I'm trying to get you to agree with what God said. God already has a yes on it. God's yes is already on his promises. I'm trying to put an amen where God already put a yes. And the Bible says that when you got a promise from God and he has a yes and you have an amen, together, it comes for the glory of God. That the glory of God will be manifested. Why? Because I'm not living my life about me. My life is not about me. I'm living, it's all about Him. It's about His plans, His purposes, His desires, His will. All I want is what He wants. I don't want nothing more. I don't want nothing less. Lord, I only want what you want for me. Now, if you're living that way and you focus on that, 2024 is going to be the best year of your life. Say amen to that. And thank God that it's not about your performance. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 15, the Apostle Paul said this, and then I'm going to get to the last point. Uh, Galatians 1 and 15, the Apostle Paul said this, God has special plans for me even before I was born, so he chose me by his grace. So for you to understand the significance of that, of that verse, you got to understand a little bit something about the Apostle Paul. So the Apostle Paul, Deanna, was born as a Jew. Not only that, he was, he was part of a group that, that they identified him from a young age to be mentored by the Jewish religious elite. 
right? So he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Eventually, he would be part of the Sanhedrin. He studied under Gamaliel, but he had one parent that was a Jew and one parent that was a Roman. So he had dual citizenship. He had two passports. So he was one of the only Jews that actually could go in and out of the Roman government. So he had it going on. So, so he was used with special purposes. And so because of that, then they said, hey, let's train this guy to fight against the cause of Christ. He was fighting against the Jesus movement. As a little kid, he was too young to stone Stephen. Stephen, the very first Christian martyr, they told Stephen, I need you to renounce the name of Jesus. If you don't, we're going to stone you to death. He said, I refuse to deny Jesus. So the Bible says Paul was too young to throw the stones himself, so he held the coats of the men that were there. He was complicit, right? And so, so he held the Later, when he was old enough, they sanctioned him to, to be the leader of the movement against Jesus. So he was fighting the cause of Christ. He was having Christians killed. He was a terrorist against Christianity. And Paul said, before I was born, from my mother's womb, God had already called me. God, so God obviously didn't call me because I did things right, because I didn't do things right. God didn't call me because I was good. Obviously, I was on the wrong team. God called me by His grace. So it's not because you're good, it's because God is good. God is so good that He called you from the foundations of the world. Not only did He call you by grace, but He gave you the grace to do what He called you to do. Say amen to that. All right, last point, last point, number five. So we, I get out your way. Number five, and we're done. All right, let's get to number five. Oh, my God, I'm still, all right, I'm almost out of time. All right, number four. You're right, this is number four. Concentration over, distra over distractions. Say this, say, I will concentrate, and I will not be distracted. Say this, I will learn to ignore. So through the Holy Spirit, I need to learn to discern what to receive and what to reject, what to accept and what to not accept. And so I have to learn how to ignore all of life's distractions. In 2024, Pastor Tony already said there's going to be distractions. What I cannot do is allow myself to be distracted in any way, to be derailed, because the devil is a master of deception. The devil is a master of deception, and he will deceive, he deceives God's people not with bad things, a lot of times he deceives them with good things. Just because something is good for your sister or your brother doesn't mean it's good for you. So don't get caught up and they give a testimony. As soon as they give a testimony, you've been working on something for seven months. They give a testimony and here you are and they say, girl, you need to get in on this. And now you're messing around and you're about to abort everything that God has been doing in your life for seven months because you got an idea from somebody else. Don't be distracted. Say, I have concentration. Say, I'm locked in. I got to be locked in. I can't be distracted. I got to have spiritual concentration. I have the discernment of the Holy Spirit. I know what to receive. I know what to reject. I know what to say yes to. I know what to say no to. And I will not be distracted. Say amen to that. Amen. Say this. I will discern what to do and when to do it. In Luke chapter 10, verses 40 through 42, let me read this to you. But Martha was distracted. Uh-oh. She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care? Here you are up in my house. You're teaching, and all these people are listening, and my sister's just sitting at your feet like we don't have nothing to do. I'm over here in the, in the kitchen, and I don't have no dishwasher. And we're over here getting stuff done, and I'm slaving in the kitchen, and I'm making stuff happen. Lord, don't you care that I'm doing all this work, and I'm doing it by myself? I need you to tell your 
sister to help me. I need you to tell my sister to get up off of there, stop listening to you, and come over here and help me. The Bible says she was distracted. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, (laughs) you are worried and upset by many things. There's a few things that are needed. Matter of fact, just one. Mary has chosen what is better, and I'm not going to take it away from her. Say this. There's a time to work. There's a time to worship. And I discern which one to do. There's some people that miss the the work of the church because they're doing the work of the church. You'll get a revelation of a difference there in a minute. So you got to seek God concerning what to do and when to do it so that you're not distracted. Now, you could say, Brother Pena, wait a minute. Jesus was in her house. She was going and taking care of Jesus. She was doing the right thing. That's a good thing. Giving Jesus something to eat, giving Jesus something to drink is a good thing. Say, that's a good thing. But it wasn't the God thing in the moment. Don't get distracted by something good. You got to know what to do and when to do it. This is our season to be locked in. Say, I will not. Say, I refuse to be distracted. All right, last point, number five, and I'm done. The discipline of focus. Say, I'll be focused. Say, I have discipline and the discipline of focus. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to develop habits that are going to keep me focused. I'm going to develop habits that are going to keep me disciplined. Things like prayer, things like fasting, things like coming to church, things like being locked in, things like watching the Word, coming here on a Sunday, getting the Word. The Word was so good. It's on YouTube. Watch this. When I get in the car, I might need to listen to it again. I'm going somewhere. I need to get that Word down through my ear gate, get that down in my heart again. Why? Because I have to develop a level of discipline. There's a, there's a discipline to your, for you to have focus. you got to be disciplined. This, there's a requirement here. There are some things that you have to do, and it, it requires a certain level of consistency. It requires you showing up day in and day out. It, it requires, remember, Pastor Tony said that not only will you be tested with the size of it, you'll be ses- tested with the duration of it. And so, so God is going to want to know, yes, you're excited today, but can you be excited every day? Can you get up every morning with a spring in your step and a song in your heart and a smile on your face and, and, and are you open to the Holy Spirit? I'm talking about a level of consistency that is required. It is a force of consistency. The word patience, it it means the force of consistency. We have to add patience to our faith. It is through faith and patience, Hebrews 6 and 12, that we obtain the promises of God. So in 2024, as I close, let me tell you this. For those of you that are at home, those of you that are in this room, in 2024, God has great things for us. I do want you to get excited. I do want you to put some stuff on your vision board. I do want you to put some stuff on your fridge and put some stuff on your, on your, um, your mirror. And I do want you to say some things on a daily basis and get excited. But I also want you to know that you can easily be distracted. And you can easily go astray. And so there's going to, we as a body of Christ require a certain level of discipline to be focused day in and day out. And listen, I tell my kids all the time, God didn't bless us. You know, when my kids are playing sports, I'm like, well, that's not our family, right? We're not 6'6". Six, six. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God didn't give us this, give us that. I, I, I often would say to them, I, I wasn't the tallest or, or the smartest or, or the strongest. But one thing I am is consistent. Amen. One thing with, with Brother Pena, one thing you know is you're going to get the same thing. 
every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, what, I, what, what, I, what I am is consistent, right? Like, I remember one, my, my daughter was talking to one of my sons and said, I don't know why you're tripping. At least with dad, you know what you get. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, it's not like you, know, you know, there's no mystery what he's going to say. The Word of God says, you know what I'm saying? And so at least with dad, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get the same thing. God wants you to be the same person. God wants you to get up every morning and be consistent. God wants you to have a, le- a level of discipline and focus. God doesn't want you to come in here, get super excited, high-five your neighbor, do three backflips lips, run around the church, then you pull a hamstring out there in the parking lot, and then, and, then, and then not be focused for the rest of the year. It can't be a one-time thing. It has to be something that you're like, no, I'm going to walk this thing out for the long haul. And so this is something I'm going to meditate and I'm going to medicate on all year long. I believe that this is my season. There's a fixed purpose that God has established for me. I'm living this thing. I'm going to be focused on it every day. Say every day. Every day, not five days a week, seven days a week. I'm talking about I'm going to be meditating on this thing. Every day, every day. I, I will never, every day I'm going to say the same things. Every, I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. And when that thing happens, watch this, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to bring my family together. You, I might even take communion at home and take some communion and tell my family, this is what God did. And let, let's give God some praise for it. And I celebrate over that thing. Why? Because when you celebrate, every small success that you celebrate will keep you motivated on the next one. And that's how you walk this thing out. That's how every day you become incrementally closer to God's all overall expected end for your life. And so you need to pray with your family. Pray over your children. Your children need to see what God said. Your children need to know God did this. It wasn't mommy. It wasn't daddy. No, no, it wasn't because mommy's good. It wasn't because daddy's good. It was because God is good. They need to hear. They need to see the testimony. They need to see that God is working in your life. You need to have some altars in your life. You need to celebrate God at home. I'm talking about this is our season. This is our time for your children to, to see an example in you. An example of what? Consistency and faith and perseverance. Where every They shouldn't just see you praying here. You pray at home. They shouldn't just see you worship here. You worship at home. And so, so no, they, that this is not uncommon to them. This is something that is common. And my family, this is what we do. We praise and worship. This is what we do. We give God praise. This is what we do. We walk it out. This is what we do. We stand on the word. And our family, this is what we do. And so at VCMI, for this season, this is our season of fixed purpose. God established some stuff. We're going we're gonna to believe it. We're going to receive it. And we will not be moved. Say, I will not be moved. By what I see with these natural eyes, I will only be moved by what God said. If you believe that, let's stand all over the room. Give God the greatest praise. Come on, give God some praise all over the building.